Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Soul Shape Podcast, where we focus on your spiritual fitness, or what we like to call our energetic self-care. We're sisters and the co-founders of Soul Shape, a quantum wellness app designed to make it easier and accessible to find healing practitioners in the energy healing world. We want to have soulful conversations about spirituality and wellness, and whether you're dabbling or taking a deep dive into energy healing, whether it's from oracles to shamans to life wellness coaches to intuitive guides to energy workers to nutritionists, I could go on and on. We just want to introduce modalities and healing practitioners to you one by one. So it's time to get into Soul Shape, where your wellness starts within. My name is LJ Woodard, and this is my sister, Leslie Bennett. And Leslie, what are we talking about today? We're talking about human design with Christina, the blonde priestess. Woohoo! <laughs> the blonde priestess! <laughs> and it's, it's, I mean, the energy in the room instantly changes the minute you walk in. You're, that was for sure. Yes. Thank you. You're That's a cool. beautiful Thank soul. You. You, just a beautiful soul, beautiful no. presence. And so I'm going to tell people a little bit about Christina. This is like the dating game now. Meet Christina. No, she is a, I'm sorry. She is a priestess, a human like design coach. We have fun with everybody. We have to have fun. <laughs> Who comes in the room? Right, we'll so. just start the podcast by saying I'm not available, though. <laughs> yes, she's, she's taken. So there's that off yeah. the table. Yeah. But back to Christina. She is a priestess, a human design coach, and an astrological advisor, tarot mm. reader, and spiritual consultant. To me, she is like a spiritual rock star. Mm, That's what I'm going to call you. Thank you. you. Uh, we most recently had the pleasure of participating in a full moon cacao ceremony. But first, we want to hear about the wisdom of human design and how to use it. So, I don't know, Leslie, is there any particular question or should we just have Christina tell us what human design is? I think we should start with Christina telling us what human design is <laughs> okay. because I'm like, you know, for those that have never, it, this is a, a known modality. And, and so when I first heard about it, I'm like, human design? I'm designed as a woman. What the hell? <laughs> so tell me more about human design, yeah. like for someone who would never have heard about that. Yes, it's it's a beautiful, we call it like a baby of several different uh, personality tests and spiritual systems. So astrology is a huge pillar. That's a foundation of human design. So a lot of people enter into human design, which was my story, through astrology. So it also involves the I Ching and the Kabbalah. So the each wow, that's loaded, man. It's yeah. Look at that, yeah. people. It's loaded. <laughs> it's it another podcast. So, it totally is. So yeah. what are we designing then? We are looking at the makeup of you on an anatomical level. So there is a physiological approach to human design. So we can look at your diet, your routine, if you're a morning person, an evening person, and these are things that, as you go further with your human design, you'll. You, They'll feel like confirmations, most likely, if you're in alignment. Um, and then we also look at where in your body do you make decisions from? Where would you maybe be susceptible to taking on other people's energy? Um, and then we also look at destiny, which is one of my favorite things with human design. And that's what a lot of my clients come to me for is purpose. So what am I here to do? What are my natural gifts? Uh, how does my energy work and how can I make an impact? So that, those are conversations I really that's, love that's to have. That's all really loaded, too. Yeah. Yeah, oh there's my so gosh. many layers. Well, how do you read a human design? What do people need to give you? You need your birth birth information, same as you would if you're getting an astrology reading. So the place, time, um, and uh, place, time, day, month, year. Yep. And then and then we we input it into a program. I use Genetic Matrix, um, but there's so many other mm -hmm. good apps and websites. But and then it runs your entire chart um, and calculates 
what it looks like to be you. Another fun fact about human design is you actually get two birthdays with it. So you have your physical birth, which you provide a reader with or me with, and then it calculates a birthday that's more of like a soul conception birthday. So it happens in that last trimester of your mom's pregnancy, and it's this impact moment where your soul comes into the fetus and programs your body. Oh my goodness, that is so deep. Yeah. Rob, are you getting this? <laughs> it's like he's like, wow. can you do mine? Yeah. It's it's deep. And so is yeah. that maybe your true birthday then? Your soul's birthday? I will say that, it feels it resonates deeply. And that know? could affect your mm-hmm. astrology because then yeah. you're maybe you're not I'm really not a really Gemini. An Aquarius. I'm, I'm really a Taurus a corn or a Sag. <laughs> yes. Yep. So your body, so for I'll use me as an example, my body says Pisces. It's my my sun and moon at that soul conception birthday is Pisces. And so that's the shapeshifter, the dreamer, the channel, you know, the metaphysically interested um, and very shapeshifter energy. But then my personality is very Gemini. So I've got the Gemini and the Cancer Moon, and it's very bubbly and bright and, you know, wants to have a engaging, fun, upbeat conversation. But my body is kind of saying something different. So it gets very interesting when you start looking at what is my body saying to people and what is my personality saying to people. I never knew that part of the human design. That, mm. That's an eye-opener for me. Well, you've had human design. I before. have. I and I, I'm trying. To, and I had it a long time ago, and I'm trying to remember. You get. Um, it's not a label. You, but your you you your type. Your type. Yeah. You get your type, mm-hmm. and there's. T- tell us about the types that. You okay. Get. Yeah. Yeah. The types are. That's the 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 biggest part of what makes you you. Um, and there's five types. So there's a generator, manifesting generator. These are the two out of the five that are energy beings. Um, That's what I was. A manifest, yeah. Were you a Manny Jen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, me too. Ladies and gentlemen, awesome. meet the Manny Jen. <laughs> and you're probably in a Manny Jen sandwich right now. Um, lucky yeah. me. So excited about that. What magic will be unfolded in this like session? There's a lot going on when manifesting generators are in the room. Well, let's let's let the yeah. magic unfold. Yeah. Okay. So other other types. So those so, of us so. that aren't so lucky to be sandwiched by Manny Jen. Yes. Yeah, like on an airplane. I just picture like, can you imagine you're she's on an like, airplane? She's like, she's like, there's open row. Can I move? Yeah, <laughs> I'm between two Manny Jens. Can I have a seat change? Yeah. They're like, we understand. I don't um, even know what I am. So I know I, we could I be have a, a triple play. I we could be, but I have a I have a, an idea. You're something. A I don't different. think I'm a Manny Jen. No, but I don't think so either. So the other three types are projector. Uh, manifester and reflector. And um, as we go in that order, they get rarer and rarer. So about 33% of the population are generators, 33% of the population are many gens, and then projectors about 20%, manifestors about 11, reflectors 1%. So they're very rare. The manifestor is only 11? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're they're, um, very unique beings. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and you'll know, once you know more about the types, which I love to know all the types, obviously I, I come across many of them in my work, but I have a deep appreciation for each of our roles. And I think because of that, I'm able to express to the inv- individual, like, you are special, you're here for a reason. As long as you can find your role and stay in it, if you don't get conditioned to be more like a generator because they're very attractive and bubbly and warm and welcoming to everyone – a manifestor is not like that. You know, they're very particular. They're like a very um, certain cup of tea. So they actually have a very repelling aura. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel like she could be a projector. Projectors are oh, managers. 
Mm-hmm. So they have this kind of... Um, <laughs> no? We need to run a chart here. Yeah, I need I my laptop. I don't think I'm a projector. No? You feel no. more like a... Tra- so manifestor is a trailblazer. They're the ones that see the world very clearly and they're like, let's do it differently. Let's shake stuff up. That's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's me. Cool. Because I've always had that... I, I've been a weird kid. When I was a kid, I was a weird kid to be talked to. Because mm. I would be like... I'm not so, doing this like not weird, weird, but mature. You were wise before yeah. your years. Yeah, I've That's always a had a sweet reframe. Weird, yeah, yeah. Well, it's my sister. Well. Yeah, she's just wise. Like she was already the adult. She yeah. was like, yeah, I was always a wise. I mean, people always thought I was older than I was. Right. And I could always put the pieces together and say, "This is how it's supposed to work." So yeah. I, I feel yeah. like that's more. I oh, when you said the the archetypes. Yeah. Or whatever they're called. Mm. Um, I was kind of thinking more reflector, but I don't mm. mirror things to people. I'm more, I can see beyond. Sure. You know, even yeah. even at the cacao ceremony, yeah. and we were talking about the monetary system. I'm like, that's old energy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. And you're like, tell me more. And I'm like, you guys aren't ready. <laughs> you, you definitely, yeah, you had this energy of like, do we really have to talk about human things? And I'm like, yes, we do. No, <laughs> no. We are still human. so <laughs> Yeah. 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 I, uh, in uh, the Gaia workshop this past week and I went to, Michael Beckwith was talking about a seminar okay. of Descended Master. Mm. It, was, it was powerful. So we are this illuminated being. We understand these concepts are much bigger, but then at the same time, we have to descend to be a human to express our humanity and to have a healthy relationship with our bodies and with each other's. Mm-hmm. So it, it was powerful to think about like, okay, so the next level after you ascend or you feel you've ascended or learned more, bring it down, bring it to your people, you yeah. know, integrate it. Illuminate for others. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Be the light. We like that. All right. Did, what else to human design yeah. that we need it to know? It's the blueprint of I'm our life. right now because I'm like, oh, what am I? I, I mean, when you, yes. when you do get yeah. the chart, I mean, is it like like a blueprint? Is it big? I mean, it's, you actually get— It's deep. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's deep. deep. It is. There are certain apps that will break it down really particularly. Jenna Zoe, she's my teacher. Um and I studied under her in London, and she has a beautiful app. I, I'm, I think it's My Body Graph or My Body, something like that. But just Google Genizo, and her app <laughs> breaks it down in a very digestible way. But the biggest things we talk about is your type, which we mentioned, mm-hmm. your authority. So that's the place in your body you make decisions from, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of options there. Oh, yeah. So, And then your profile. And the profile is the archetype of your soul. So, for instance, mine is a 4-6. There's 12 of them. And the 4 is the opportunist, the networker, the friendliness, the smile, mm. you know, the warmth. Totally see that. And mm. the 6 is the role model. So it's the, the teacher, the guide um, that lives, you know, the first part, any role model lives the first part of their life experimenting. Mm-hmm. So trying things, bumping into things, messing up, doing well, and then alchemizing it into wisdom. So the profiles get really juicy. And then we can keep going into where do I have openness in my body? Does that, that means I take you on in my body. So bringing awareness to, okay, you can influence me in my head if I don't maintain myself, mm. you know, or um, condition me into being fearful when I don't run off fear. I run off maybe my intuition. So it, there's a lot of layers and mm. and it goes deep. So if you're someone who really loves to investigate and like just – go to town on understanding yourself or others, human design will be a well for you. Just, I, yeah. 
our mom was really into, do you remember, I don't even know, Linda Goodman was like the oh. big astrologer, astrology book. Mm-hmm. From the 70s. From the 70s. <laughs> 1970s. I think I still have the original one. It's like after our parents passed, it's like, I'm taking we were this. Kids. It's like, That's awesome. it, it was kind of cool because it told your sign what you, you know, if you were an Aquarian man, Aquarian woman, Aquarian child, Aquarian boss, Aquarian employee, you know, Aquarian and woman. my mom. My mom had us, according to her story. Really? She <laughs> says that's what that's, that's her story. She says she had us like I. She goes, I'm a Sag, and I want to have signs that uh, you know can compatible be, with me. She did well, and so yeah, I mean, so she had an Aquarian. She had her Gemini, and she had her brother like on her birth date. Oh, her our brother is born on, on her birthday. birthday. Wow! And I, wow. I, I used to tell that story to my friends, and they're like, they they would just feel so creeped out. Like, you mean to tell me your parents were like, Hey, Carl, <laughs> let's get in the bed so we can have an Aquarius? I mean, no. I don't think that ever happened, but it's, now it would totally happen. I mean, you know how they say around Valentine's Day, they're like, y'all be careful. You make a Scorpio if you mess around. <laughs> I mean, I don't, seriously, I don't know how planned out it was, but that's what the, the plan was. It, it's well, like, I'm sure she didn't tell Carl. I'm yeah, sure she no, didn't tell right. her dad. Like, Who needs to tell him <laughs> but, right? She might have just put on. Just but, come on. Let's up. go to bed. Hey, honey. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> might tell him. that might have killed the mood if he's like, let's make a Gemini. Because he was a Virgo. Ah, okay. So Okay. That was our, that that was a challenge work. our whole lives. Wow. He's a wonderful, wonderful wow. man, father, husband, all that kind. stuff. But Virgos very are kind. very kind. But Virgo, T- I hope, is TK Virgo? Anyway. We might have a Virgo in the room. <laughs> Anyways. That's running the show. Love, we love our Virgos. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, we need, the, we we need the Virgos. But that was an adjective in our house. Stop yeah. Virgoing me. Because they, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. they fix you and stuff. And oh, Yeah. So, anyways, they, they I can be hard on themselves. So, the human yeah. design, I, when you talk mm-hmm. about that, I, when you, it just brings to my mind thinking, like, oh, maybe I should do this for my whole family so we yeah. can understand each other. Yeah. Parenting for with human design is a huge expression, a, a, a healthy expression of human design for sure. Imagine growing up in a household where they understood you're a projector, so you need to be invited to be a part of things, or that you're a projector and you need alone time. It's it's okay for you to not be in the thick of the tribe all the time. You know, it, or a non-energy type, it's okay if they need naps and a lot of snacks. <laughs> I mean, that's snacks and snacks. That's what we say. And and even for manifestors as well, because uh, us energy beings, we could go all day without eating if we're doing what we love. Mm-hmm. And so could other types, but it wouldn't affect us the next day. Whereas for them, they'd be like, okay, I'm replenishing today. Um, it's like that Snickers commercial. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's so true. All right. Yeah, yeah it's so funny because there's so like, sometimes there's I think so many there's two types of yeah, yeah. kids. Are you the one that like, puts your foot in the water to check the temperature are the ones that just like jump in, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's, it's that. And so with human design, when we run your chart, you know, a lot of it may resonate, but a lot of it may feel very foreign. And you're like, whoa, that's me. That's the expression of my soul, my body. And that's where we start bumping up again against conditioning. So maybe you were raised by a projector with a mental authority and they said, think it through you know, think it through, be thoughtful, weigh your options, pros and cons list. But let's say I run your chart and you're a completely intuitive being. The decisions you make are meant to make no sense. They just feel good. So um, so that could be challenging when you're like, wait, what? My whole life I've lived this way because that's how my guide, my parent mm-hmm. or my teacher or my coach showed me. Um, so I think we can we can help a lot of uh, misconditioning, you know, when we know what our child responds to, know what they need, and then parent them that way. So even with a client, if I have a client and I know that they're a sacral authority, so they need direct yes, no questions, mm-hmm. I hit them with that 
instead yeah. of if I have an emotional authority, I say, how do you feel about this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what's which where are you at on your emotional kind of scale with this decision? And that feels good for them. So you can learn to communicate with each other better and I think that's. I just had this goes way beyond, you know, men are from Mars, women yeah. are from Venus, doesn't it? Yes, <laughs> yes, way Much beyond. Deeper. Yeah, uh, no, I just started having when you were talking, having this vision in my head: if the world, if everyone was walking around with T-shirts that said "I'm a manifesting" <laughs> or "I'm a generator," I don't know how. Just that would just be weird. I know, but like I was just having this weird vision. Hmm. Sometimes people do. You'll just, see little bumper stickers and stuff, and they'll be like, get out of my way. I'm like, that could be a manifester. You know, you ever seen those bumper? Uh, very not, yeah, right. Yeah. Don't tread yeah. on me, whatever. Mm, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. That is so funny. Uh, human design, so how did you get into it? So I had I lived in L.A. for about six years. I moved back in 2020 to North Carolina, and I had a girlfriend who I was sharing astrology with. She was a client of mine originally, and then we became friends because we just moved in the same circle so much. And she's like, I really think you should look at human design. And this was on the fringe when it was just first kind of coming on our radar. Um, and I was like, no, astrology is my jam. I don't need to complicate things. Because when I ran the chart, the human design chart, I was like, holy cow, There's this is more information than I could ever process. Um, and so then another nibble came up a little bit later on when um, my partner and I were going to meet for the first time in London. And the te- one of the, the at the time and still is one of the greatest teachers of human design, Jenna Zoe, was doing a workshop in the exact town that we were going to meet in. Mm. And so I went to my girlfriend and I said, "This human design thing won't go away." Yeah. Like, and she's like, she, "Totally, totally." And I said, "The only problem is, you know, the the course was thousands of dollars. Staying longer at that trip was was going to be expensive." And I I I was like, "How am I going to work this?" And she she said something so brilliant. I'm so grateful for her. She said, pre-sell the readings. Pre-sell them to your clients. You've got a huge client base of astrology and tarot. And say, this is the next thing. I'm going to go study it. And I'll do my very best. But you're going to kind of be my guinea pigs. When I come back, I'm going to be experimenting and using the system to help you. So I ended up pre-selling about 60 readings. No joke. Half off. Uh, it funded the reading, or it funded the trip fourfold. So I, I was love like, that. No, I. It yeah. was brilliant, and the, I'm so grateful for all my clients that had faith in me. They knew they resonated with me, and they were curious about human design. They're like, "Well, if anyone can teach us, hopefully she can." Yeah. And I came back to about sixty readings, just back to back to back, and got so much practical knowledge from Jenna at, in London, and then experience of just mm-hmm. seeing it manifested in humans. Um, and since then, it's just been a deep passion of mine. I, I love to take an astrology conversation to human design now because it will change your life in an hour, guaranteed. Whereas astrology can, I could say, oh, I'm a Pisces sun and moon or, you know, and you're and like. isn't that just fun? You yeah. know, it's like, it's like <laughs> cocktail conversation yes. now, right? And you're like, oh, I'm a Pisces too. And then, you know, what are we going to do with it? Yeah. So. <laughs> the conversation kind of ends. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good luck. Yeah. I'm not dating you. (laughs) (laughs) Usually, yeah, we're not compatible. See you later. Um, Is human design just a one-time reading or is it something you go back to? I honestly have clients where we're on like session 20. (laughs) So we just, and I usually like to space it out. So maybe they'll come to me for a while once a week. Because I think what's really important with human design is learn a little bit you know, digest a little bit in and then go experiment with it. And then come, you come back to your reader and you can workshop some things and go the next layer. Um, 
And then I have other clients who are like, no, I want two hours with you. Let's do a deep dive. And I'll do that too. Um, but it's deep, a deep, deep study. Yeah. If you're getting readings and that's the only way you're learning and not doing any self-exploration, it would take a very long time to learn. Mm. Yeah. Human design. Yeah. I really like the idea that you pre-sell because then, you know, I've gone to workshops. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah. no. I think it's it was From a, a brilliant move. I mean, obviously, what a great way to fund it. And the universe does provide when you're meant to totally. totally lined up. Yeah. We all get that. But I think what's really cool, when you go to a workshop, right, you go you go spend the money and then you come home and you don't opportunity you don't necessarily get an opportunity to integrate it in practice. Yep. And you already had like I I can <laughs> learn it and I can do it like right when it's fresh and not have to find the clients totally. to go and do that. Totally. So I was just like, wow, that was that was that brilliant. Was that was a double cool. gift. It was to thank you. I agree. I was I was it worked out so perfectly. And it, according to my design, all I had to do was respond. You know, she presented me with mm -hmm. the idea. I had the problem. She had a solution. And I just had to, literally all I did was offer it to my clients. And the response was overwhelming. I mean, so, I yes. thought I'd do like 10 or 20. But I literally had like 60 people. That's so me. I just, I'm just, <laughs> I got warm fuzzies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. All right. What do you got, Laura? Well, I think it's something we need to bring up because we, when you came into town, I was like, oh, let's do some fun spiritual things. And there's a full moon. That strawberry moon mm -hmm. was out a few weekends ago during my birthday, June 2nd. And <laughs> Gemini. And Send me flowers. <laughs> and I was like, I want to do something fun. I go, you yeah. got to meet the blonde priestess. And so you do the uh, the cacao yeah. ceremony. Let's talk about, am I saying it right? Cacao. You are. Cacao. Yeah. Cacao. Talk about Cacao. <laughs> I know I always play with it. It's so fun to say. Like, if you're listening, just say it. Cacao. <laughs> um, it is a beautiful, beautiful medicine. I And I hope you guys felt how much love I have for that medicine being in that yeah, sure. circle. Mm -hmm. It's it's very special, very sacred. And it's been around for many, many um, centuries, uh, passed through different hands and different um, cultures. And um, it does grow very close to the equator. So the cacao that I use is Keese cacao, and it comes from Guatemala. And they also did a beautiful training with us to really help us respect the medicine, help us express it in our own way, you know, through our own voice and um, in whatever way we wanted to, and uh, and trained us on the actual nutritional benefits of the plant. Mm -hmm. So it's it's something I work with daily. I had a big old cup of cacao before I came in, and we can I, tell. I just if, <laughs> we should have told you should have brought some. I know. Oh, I should. I know. Because I we have a cacao. Have. Darn. Okay. Well, Next rain time. check. Rain yeah. check. <laughs> Rain check, rain check. Uh, it's a beautiful heart medicine is what we call it, a feminine mother medicine. Uh, it is not um, a psychoact psychoactive, so or uh, it's not going to cause a psychedelic trip that you can't control, similar to like mushrooms or even cannabis. It's going to take you somewhere and you have very little say. Uh, cacao, you are completely still the driver, but it gives you some more information, especially with what is behind your heart. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really powerful as we get together in the salt caves in town. Um, and I even do private ceremonies at people's houses, like for their birthdays or for, um, I've even done a bachelorette party and we just did it. <laughs> mm. They just wanted a spiritual one. They didn't want to yeah. go out and get drunk. They wanted to go out and get into their soul. Good for them. It's probably better. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was less super, trouble. super honored. Yeah, yeah, less trouble and more, more intentional. Um, more and real. More real. You know, let's stay present. Can, yeah, yeah, I think. One of the things I learned after my husband died is that, you know, there's mm -hmm. aspects I didn't really know about them. And maybe I wasn't supposed to, but, yeah. you know, I think, and he, but I was his best friend and he was mine. And I'm like, you know, there was stuff I wasn't sharing with him either. And I'm like, 
And so since his death, I'm like, if you're going to know me, mm. bloody know me. Mm. And if you're going to see my ups and downs. So I'd rather have yeah. a cacao ceremony where we're yeah. sharing something together that's yeah. more meaningful, more real, more deep. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're here to make connections, right? Yeah. Not necessarily meant to go barf in the toilet bowl and go, what the <laughs> hell was I supposed to do? Why did I make yeah. those choices? You yes. Know? I mean, that so, circle, I mean, yeah. so... The, the drink, I mean, you explain it, and we, we go through this. It's very ceremonial, yes. and it's very, it's just, it's cool. All of a sudden, you know, you do feel like you're part of, like, the craft a little bit. It's like, yeah. I know, I'm sorry. I'm so theatrical, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like, you know. Yeah. No, I we're love all some drinking aesthetics. It. Yeah. yeah. What is it, like, blood sisters? But not really. We're not, no one's getting hurt. But the point is, it's like, we're having. This half, is a cult. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So we're drinking not, it. Not a cult. And Christina's saying beautiful things and, and explaining it. And then you do feel this you do feel it go down. Yeah. Like bit by bit by bit. And you know, it's not like have it's not drugs, but it's just like it's just it's just so I don't know, lovely. I actually mm. thought it was like poetry in motion. So. Oh Leslie. I really oh, did. Like I was experiencing if poetry could be like in that space mm. and the way you just sort mm-hmm. of if there was such a love for mm. the the space, yeah. the way you had the altar all beautiful the way you set everything up, Gorgeous. the way you, the words you spoke. I really felt as if I was, you know, if, if poetry could be 3D or 5D or whatever, <laughs> quantum, I yeah. felt like I was in a poetry experience. It was wow. really quite beautiful. That's gorgeous. And you just thank get all these that. people, yeah. Yeah, most of them you. strangers. Yeah. And we're sharing and intimate expre- things yes. sometimes. <laughs> it yeah. was really cool. It's really beautiful. You Thank you for that reflection. It's such an intentional space. I mean, every seat in there is prayed over before you walk in. And I really mean that. It's blessed. It's saged. Uh, and I pray for whatever you need from those two hours we have together that you receive it. Um, and then when we, we then you put your own intention in your cup, cacao cup. Mm-hmm. And even when I work with it daily now, I do that. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. And and the frequency that I vibrate at now working with cacao, and it's kind of push coffee out. So if you're a coffee lover, and you start working with cacao, beware, because she definitely takes the throne of your life. Did you hear that, Rob? <laughs> we love our coffee. I do love my coffee. My partner mm-hmm. loves his coffee, too, and he doesn't he doesn't work with cacao as much as I do. The male frequency resonates a little better with coffee. I found, this is just my personal observation, but the uh, coffee is a very masculine plant. It's like, let's go. We're running behind. We've got things to do. Yeah. Yeah. That is me. I'm very masculine <laughs> in that way. So the cacao... <laughs> The cacao doesn't get rid of that. It just grounds you into, yes, we've got a lot to do today and we will accomplish it all. And if we don't, it's okay. Let's move from a space of intention, not rush, 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 adrenal pressure. Mm. Uh, So it's really brought up another layer of femininity out in me. And I'm so grateful for that. Mm. Yeah. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's too. yummy. It's so good. I know. I kind of wanted to be a little greedy and have a second. I know we. You we, can have. I more. know we can yeah. have more, but I was kind of like I just. I mean, when I never had it before, I was yeah. like I, I didn't know what it was going to do. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I just have a cup. I didn't want to be like overzealous. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. Like so, we always make a little you extra know, for my and sensitive offer. tummy or whatever. Yeah. But because, um, but it was just so lovely to have the conversations and the sharing, and then, you know, the space mm. there at the Prana Salt Cave was wonderful to go into a cave and have a meditation. Yeah. You know, right so, next to my sister, just lying in the y'all salt. Y'all are so gorgeous. It was so lovely. So then when we go, we sh- we have a sharing circle, and I speak about the astrology usually briefly because then other conversations blossom, and then we go meditate in the salt cave, and cacao really gives you access to more visuals. You're literally getting more blood to the brain because of the theobromine in the cacao. 
um, even the theobromine, that word, it, it's, it's food of the gods. So it's super sacred. It's amazing we have access to it. Yeah. yeah. I did have some third eye visions, but I can't remember them now. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, you're so lucky you had a third eye vision. I do. I get third eye visions. Did you not know that? I've gotten some before too, but it's like I don't. They're, they're very rare. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, going, wow, you got one. I want. No, I you know. No, you were a little jelly. You're a little jelly. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can get really woo woo. I mean, when I've had, like, what do you mean a vision? Like, what do you see? So for me, I actually <laughs> see pictures. Okay. Um, and they've started, and not necessarily at yeah. your, your thing. Yeah. Um, but it's been happening over a number of years. I get little movies, Ooh. but they're super tiny right now. And, I'm, and I've been working to expand them, you know, intentionally. Um, and, and they grew for a little bit, and now they're back to tiny. Okay. Um, but I see things moving. It looks like, yeah. like I'm peering into, like, I guess the old, have you ever seen an old movie where they were? Sepia. Like, yeah. You know, so it looks yeah. like that. Like sepia tone. Sometimes there's a little bit of color, and they're in the gold tones. Yeah. So that's what I see in my third eye. Like I can see stuff, beautiful. Um, but I just don't know what I'm seeing. And sometimes mm -hmm. I can see more details, and other times it's just little tiny people moving around <laughs> in this like what would be a, a size of a quarter. Now maybe I'm just even curious, like what cool. you see in there, because I mean, because it's third eye, and like maybe that's why I'm thinking of the eye. But it's it was very distinct and it only happened one time because it was really strong it was really powerful mm. and it was at um some workshop i did with you and dad was with us too it was oh. the kashuk record thing we did and, oh was that the one where um uh, the girl went around and told us what animals were yeah. sitting by us and you got jelly again there too because <laughs> no i had to know you got jelly and me because oh. i got I, <laughs> you got some cute little kitten thing which was like what and i got the i got the cobra Oh, uh, do you remember? I don't remember what I got. I was like, <laughs> Cobra? What? I'm a co. I was like, it didn't make any sense. It's like Cobra. And Dad got like the lion, like the lion's gate. And it was oh, like, yeah. we got these. Okay. Really, like, you're oh, like, man. Unless they got these playful kids. Yeah, things. yeah. I was like, I, it was really funny. You needed no, some but softness. when I, my eye, I saw, um, it was my, our mom's eye. Anyway, oh, I do see, remember that. It was Beatrice's eye. It was like, the, and she was awesome. blinking, and wow. it was like looking, and we was like, hey, Mom, nice Aww. to show up. Hey, it's like, this is what it is, the third yeah. eye. It was her eye, her shape, her her eye, lashes, everything. I remember that. Eyeshadow. Okay, well, this, you know, this episode isn't about us. We need to talk about... I mean, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> the human like design. Yeah. No, the cacao. Beautiful. I, you know... I have to say, you know, someone who's been down to South America, mm, uh, to Machu yeah. Picchu and to Brazil, Beautiful. and being uh, learning from the Kiro, where you are really connected to the plant yeah. medicine. Not, and I don't mean the ayahuasca's. There's so much more to plant medicine Definitely. than just the psychedelics. It's the the healing properties yeah. of them, the vibrational properties yeah. of them, and so. You know, the cacao is one of those that mm -hmm. is revered, um, sacral, Super and, sacred. and really in a, I feel like it's more of a loving space and not necessarily, and the psychedelics can be teaching, but this can, this is teaching in a very soft and gentle yes. way. And yet in that soft and gentle way, it can be explosive. Yeah. Wow. So well said. Yes. Thank you. Very well I said. I had a moment. You did. <laughs> totally channeled. And let's say it's time for our super, our stretch now. Well, 
Did you want any closing oh, yeah, remarks on the, on the cacao <laughs> ceremony? After um, I can't wait to get down to South America as well and, yeah. and experience it. And um, Keese has a beautiful uh, setup on the lake in Guatemala, and they mm-hmm. hold it uh, a ritual or a retreat and a ritual uh, every spring for practitioners. So I'm very mm-hmm. excited to have that layer of experiencing with it. Um, and thank you for sharing your reflections. It's so cool. <laughs> so cool to see how cacao works yeah. with everybody's yeah. body differently. Okay. So it's time on this podcast for our soulful stretch. And a soulful stretch is something where we've stretched our minds, changed a belief, altered a perspective, just something that stretches you from where you started this conversation half an hour, 40 minutes ago. So for me, um, I think I need to punt first. I, I want to, I need to think about it. So Laura, I, know, you, I did I, just <laughs> spark it on as I okay, see no, I think, okay, I can go. I think, what, go. I think I can go. So I think for me, I'm actually excited about human design. It's one of the yeah. few, mo- not that I've done all these mo- modalities, because we have over 100. I know I can at least list over 125. And the ultimate energetic self-care guide. the energetic guide. self-guide that you can find <laughs> on Soulshape.app. Yeah. But, you know, I think for me, human design um, isn't a modality that I tried. Mm-hmm. But now I'm actually really interested. So I've actually changed my perspective and that, you know, perhaps I'll be booking that's with cool. you shortly. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So I think that's my soulful stretch is mm-hmm. to is to perhaps venture into human design. Ooh. Yeah. And I got from because I've had my human design done before and it was long it was long ago. And so I, I, I forgot about a lot of things. But so it was nice to get reminders. But it was also like that reminder of like not just your birth date, but your What's it called? Your soul. Soul birthday. Soul birthday. Yeah. It just like, I don't know, that just opens up a whole nother window of mm. possibilities and like just more exploration to like learn more about myself. So I'm excited about, you know, diving into that more. It's beautiful. I don't know about my soul birthday. Ooh, That's beautiful. All right, you're up. I'm what's, up? What's your stretch? Is this like a quick fire thing or? It, it is a little bit. Yeah, because you need a minute, we can stall No, for a I don't have a, I don't, I, I have something. Um. I have a few things. Okay, so one thing about me is that I love expansion. That if I come into the space, that's kind of the energy that I bring. And that's the energy I live with every day. So I'm like, what is expanding me? How am I sharpening my sword? Um, And so it's always several things all at once, which is very Manny Jen um, of me. But one of the most beautiful expressions I've started to venture into is the goddess yoga. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I recently got certified in goddess yoga. And it was just one of those things where after the first class, and I very rarely have ever done this, but I took the first class and I just knew. I was like, yep, sign me up. There happened to be a teacher training that weekend. Uh, the first one <laughs> ever in Wilmington. It was so divine, the synchronicities. Um, and I really uh, came into the practice. It's a Hawaiian belly dancing inspired flow mixed with very simple yoga poses. There's also an element of ritual, an element of connecting with your sisters. It's very sacred uh, feminine energy. So mm. it's it's all girls, um, which I had also, you know, that was a new thing for me to really feel the power of because with my cacao circles, anyone is welcome, mm-hmm. man, woman, even children. We have some younger, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some, some teens in there. So the goddess yoga, I really have started to feel in my own self through some very specific somatic movements. Mm-hmm. You unlock trauma, you unlock your power, you move through things, but only through the the element of dance and music and uh, moving your body. Wow. So it's been a really beautiful stretch for me because I came from a background of kind of abusing my body and over-exercising and, uh, you know, limiting my calories and counting everything and um, there's a whole nother episode with yeah, that, but there. it was 
my healing journey with that was letting all of that go and just letting my body do whatever it wanted to do and not focusing on uh, training it or overtraining it because I had that tendency to become obsessive. So now finding goddess yoga has been such a beautiful expression to see the power of my body and the power of other women's bodies and what we can move through it. And I think that's what I was trying to get to a long time ago. And I just kind of went down the masculine abuse it <laughs> route, you know, kind of overdoing it. Um, so now it's cool to come back to it and have a whole new approach. That's lovely. So yeah. That's a good stretch. Yeah. Like, good little like good bendy you. girl. Yeah, girl. Bendy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Christina, yeah. the blonde priestess. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Signal Fire Media. And to all of our listeners, we want you to like, follow, and subscribe to the Soul Shape podcast. Mm. We believe wellness starts within and unlocking unlimited possibilities with energetic mm. healing. All available to you on the Soul Shape app. Visit us, check it out, embrace that woo, dabble, dive, or discover your next healing experience. All links available in the show notes. And we hope you've enjoyed this soulful stretch and conversation here on the Soul Shape podcast. Thank you and goodbye. Wait, we need to remind people to like and subscribe. I did. Didn't I do it, Rob? I already did it. You did you it. Okay, it. sorry. Big sister. I was probably... <laughs> <laughs> Remind me. Okay, I did it, we'll Mom. just say goodnight. Good, or goodbye. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you.